Thanks for joining us on Community Matters. It's Saturday mornings on 95.3 WBCK and anytime at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Today, we're talking a little bit about, uh, well, some thoughts, afterthoughts regarding the Bearcat Advantage announced by Battle Creek Public Schools just a number of weeks ago. The idea that uh, every graduate of Battle Creek Public Schools, Battle Creek Central High School, will have tuition assistance, a, a paid tuition opportunity to go to a, a higher education outlet. And it's really interesting because uh, having been in Kalamazoo when the promise was announced and in the ensuing years, it was interesting and exciting to watch all of that. And so now it's exciting to be doing the same here in Battle Creek. But in thinking about that, I thought it might be interesting to visit with someone who was um, very close to the front lines when that announcement was made and worked in the Kalamazoo Public Schools and observed some of the uh, effects and outcomes as a result of the Kalamazoo Promise. And perhaps those of us in Battle Creek have something to learn from that. And so we welcome to Community Matters Alex Lee, who spent uh, just about 30 years at Kalamazoo Public Schools, was the Executive Director of Communications at KPS, and uh, was part, for a good part of that time, of the executive team that was, of course, uh, working in the day-to-day operations of KPS, and Kalamazoo Promise became part of the lives of all of those folks. And, of course, you too, Alex, had a couple of children who uh, availed themselves of the Kalamazoo Promise opportunity. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Richard. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you today. So when you hear about a tuition opportunity like Bearcat Advantage, like Kalamazoo Promise. What are some of the first thoughts you have? I'm very excited. Our children are worth investing in, and I'm not going to argue beyond that point. Yeah. So this opportunity is viewed, among other things, as a barrier remover. So if when we think about college education, higher education, we often think about the cost barrier that is set so high for so many people. And this removes that seemingly, or most of it. And uh, there might be a perception that that solves all kinds of problems. Is that what it does? There is a perception that that's what it does. I agree with you that, you know, on a, on a bigger picture, there are a lot of barriers that some of our children face but it's an opportunity. And when you present it to the students and their families as an opportunity, I think that's a better way to look. But yes, a lot of our children have a lot of disadvantages. And, and this removes some of them. Now, you know, sometimes people think, wow, I got free college. Well, it doesn't pay for room and board. It makes it easier for the Institute of Higher uh, Education to make some adjustments to make it easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a benefit that we saw uh, several schools coming together and creating a little easier financial package for kids who wanted to come, creating better support systems for kids when they chose to come. So yes, but I, I think it's it should be discussed with kids as an opportunity, and they should be made aware early on in the process that this opportunity exists. So any barriers that they may perceive 
can be removed because that opportunity is there. Let's go back before I get too far ahead of us and down the path of, of what the promise was like. If we look at the time frame where Battle Creek is now, that is to say the announcement has just been made. Some people are off to college here shortly, having just found out a couple of months ago that, that this was um, the opportunity that was in front of them. But when we talk about that early onset few months few years of this opportunity, what stands out in your mind as uh, some of the effects of that or some of the associated opportunities? Well, I think you have to realize that the first class is not going to be terribly successful. That's a broad statement, but I speak on experience. You know, the kids got excited, but they've just spent 13 years building a transcript that's not ready for college. College doesn't have a lot of remedial training. College doesn't stop and go back. So kids are going to jump into a water that's white water. It's moving. So I, I think the, the schools have to be prepared for that. And you know what? Do they deserve the opportunity? You bet. Uh, and they'll learn from that opportunity. But it won't be as smooth as it will be down the road for the kids who are in first and second grade who are going to have 11 or 12 years to prepare. And don't underestimate these kids that struggle in the school and find their way serve as a resource for the next class mm -hmm. and the next class. So there are a lot of advantages. And yes, every kid deserves the opportunity. Is it going to start out uh, as a statistics buster in a positive category? Probably not. What accounts for that? As you looked at it back then, the first class goes in, they spend their first year, they don't do so well. How do you evaluate that and say, that's just kids getting their footing in in a, probably the, the most independence they've ever had? Or is there a promise or a tuition component to that that you recognized? I think we recognized it beforehand. The executive leadership at Kalamazoo Public Schools, believe me, and I'm sure in Battle Creek Public Schools, uh, is talking about a lot of possibilities, about a lot of how do you do this, what's most important, where do you go, and being the self-described yuck on people's wow sometimes, the communication <laughs> guy is going to say, but look, the people that don't like this program are going to have lots of fuel early on because that student will go to a college and they could fail. Many did, but they learned stuff. They didn't give up. Support networks were built. You know, there's a lot of good stories uh, that get lost, weren't told. But every time a first generation, a first family member ever to go to college completes it, there is a sense of pride, a sense of a change in that student, but it changes that family forever. Mm -hmm. Was that the observation that the promise was most useful to those for whom college had not ever been a possibility in families, or was it families where maybe some had gone, or families where they were saying, yes, uh, I went mom or dad, but we don't have the, the means to do it now? Or was it a mix of all of that? I think it was all those things, Richard. Our family was a solidly middle-class family. Our kids would have gone to college anyway, 
but it was my son's dream to go to the University of Michigan. And with a younger sister two years behind and, and college for my first two kids, it was not a financial possibility until the promise. Mm -hmm. So that had a tremendous effect for my son personally, and it had a tremendous effect for kids who had uh, all the components, the, the ability to learn, the serious K-12 education, um, they went on and, you know, probably the reason I stayed in education for 30 years because I didn't think any kid was a waste. Every kid can be something more than they are. And we just need to give them that opportunity. And we saw that on all levels at Kalamazoo Public Schools. Presumably there were some kids who'd not been told that. And now all of a sudden they have this opportunity for higher education that removes a big barrier and, uh, and money is not as much of an issue. Was it difficult for some to grasp that? Someone who had not been encouraged to have this opportunity or to, to consider this opportunity and thought I could never get there. And now suddenly they're being told they could. What kind of effects did you see from that? There were kids that dropped out. I'm sure there were kids that their mindset was such that doesn't matter if the money's there. I'm not capable. I'm not going to. And those are sad stories. Mm -hmm. You know, the way education works is once the kids graduate, they're off from the K-12 experience, and K-12 is now focused on on the next. But it's interesting that you bring that up because public education can't think that way. Mm -hmm. They are now creating a product for the next customer, and it has to be ready. And unfortunately, there's no way other than denying the current class the opportunity to be prepared to, and when you focus on a statistic, in every case, you lose your humanity. So I'm glad we didn't. Mm -hmm. I applaud the donors of the Kalamazoo Promise uh, for basically telling us, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen, but that's your problem. Figure it out, because mm -hmm. we're not going to deny anybody the opportunity. So now is the time for the school to be talking about how and where do we start. And it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to pour an extra lot of resources in an 11th grader. Mm -hmm. In the Navy, we had this term that before you go to rescue the people who've fallen off the ship, fix the problem of why they're falling off the ship because putting them back on is just perpetuating. So, yeah. you know, nobody argues that third grade seems to be the one point at which everybody agrees that if kids aren't on track, things become much more difficult. So I would assume, and again, you've mentioned it, but I want to mention it again. I'm not part of the Battle Creek schools, and I'm no longer part of Kalamazoo schools. But at the table, I would argue that, you know, we, we've got to get those resources uh, that information. And the point of that long-winded dissertation was to say <laughs> it's also time for the families to line up and understand what this is. And we did on occasion, you know, have parents who say, look, I didn't go to college. I turned out just fine. 
Mm -hmm. You've got to work around those sort of things because whether they did or whether they didn't, and we had a lot of the discussion and, you know, you're going to invite the argument, not every kid needs to go to college. I get that. We all get that. There are plumbers, there are millwrights, there are construction people. But when we say they don't need college, they still need skills. And I think at KPS, and I'm almost certain, uh, knowing Miss Carter and having a great deal of admiration for her and her skills, that they're talking about this as, sure, some kids aren't going to go, but all of them should have the ability to make the choice. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is about. Talking about Superintendent Kim Carter and Battle Creek Public Schools, who spent time in her career at KPS in Kalamazoo. She certainly did. Yeah. It was interesting because uh, as a member of the media who was watching this evolve and and uh, people were particularly interested to see uh, what those outcomes might be, I remember Dr. Rice, who was the superintendent then, now the, the state superintendent, saying once, and I'm paraphrasing, we've taken away one of the the challenges of this, but now we have to focus on what the other ones might be. That is to say, if money isn't the issue, what are some of the other ones? I think you started to articulate some of that, a, a mindset perhaps, maybe even a familial mindset that that might have been limiting and and difficult. How did KPS address that? In a number of ways, but over time, mm -hmm. again, this all didn't happen the day we announced the promise, we had all these things in place, right? We, we had a lot of the things we talked about and everything. But over time, you realize that it is quite a barrier um, for a child who'd like to get away from a dysfunctional family, from a dysfunctional neighborhood, um, because it doesn't pay room and board. And, and you know, sometimes you just, I, I think some of our students thought, great, I'm going to go to this college uh, on the West Coast and you know, out. Yeah. do all these things. And you have to have a conversation, and you should be having it earlier. And they, I'm sure, are continuing those conversations. But for those kids that were already in high school, uh, you know, you were going to have to come up with another plan. And then there was a lot of discussion about what are those plans, and, you know, the promise early on said you have to go from graduation to school. But um, Bob Jorth, who is still one of the executive directors, was the single employee for the promise at that time. And he and I, you know, we worked together on a lot of things, the copyrights, the name, mm -hmm. the, the communication. But the promise was fluid and said, you know what, this is a barrier not a barrier we're going to financially address, but we can relax when you have to go because a student might earn money for that. A student might decide to do four years in the armed forces, in which case they could earn money, they could get training, they could get some college credits. So we came up with solutions for those concerns, for those problems. And uh, again, it's a dangerous thing when you're talking about people to talk about statistics, because when you focus on that, I'm going to say it again, you lose your humanity. Mm -hmm. 
Right. It was also interesting, a point you made, and I heard this made before, uh, that um, you start early, talking about the idea of, of the college or higher learning opportunity early. There was even discussions at the kindergarten level, were there not? I mean, there was preparations beginning right away. Absolutely. And they continued. I'm, I'm going to call out Bob Jorth again. He came up with one of the most significant ceremonial additions that was absolutely incredible called the Promise Signing Days in the elementary school. I think mm. it happened somewhere in the early L where the families come in, the kids come in, Bob Jorth comes in, they talk about the promise, they magnify the opportunity, and the kids and the parents sign their promise statement. You know, it's really just an acknowledgement that they need to be a part of this. Uh, that made a significant difference to see those families and the pride when they got to come up with their student to sign this. That was one of those adjustments. There are other adjustments. One of the unique things that the Kalamazoo promised that, that I was always grateful for, because I'm not going to repeat my you lose your humanity uh, <laughs> statement again, but uh, Bob formed an appeal panel. So people could make an appeal. And we had a student that was forced into foster care out of the state. And I believe it was in, if not the late, I, I believe it was the high school years. But but they were out for two years. And, and so hmm. that would have negated their eligibility. But they went to the appeal process. And the folks who were on that said, this was a situation not of this child's doing. Uh -huh. So full eligibility was restored. You know, in the communications, people need to share those stories and make that known to families as well that sometimes there are situations, uh, but there are also uh, folks who try to create eligibility that where there isn't any. But mm -hmm. I, I've always admired that whole process is thought of, you know, we, we thought of everything we could, but just in case we didn't, let's make this option. Mm -hmm. And it paid dividends for at least that student, and I dare bet there are many, many more. Right. So I think what you're saying is we didn't know what we didn't know, so we're trying to build in some flexibility for at least interpreting what the rules were and, and applying them to any given situation. I want to go back to that promise signing day for a second. That probably was mostly ceremonial in the sense that uh, it was a, an event. Parents and children came to that, young children. Uh, but the, the threshold there allowed them to perhaps uh, step over a threshold in their minds about where they were headed. And even though it wasn't a binding contract or something, it helped them commit to it. It did. And it worked on a lot of levels. People love to see their children recognized in the school situation. Mm -hmm. And this is an automatic. They're all eligible. They all get to step forward. The families are proud of that. And, and many of the schools, uh, Pat Coles Chalmers was the principal at King Westwood in Kalamazoo at the time. And, and I know many of the other schools did the same thing. But um, shortly after the promise was announced, you, you know, sometimes out in the hallway as the year begins, the, the kid's picture is there and their name is there because it's important to know people's names and it's, it gives them a sense of belonging. But Pat Chalmers 
also had their dream, their career, their at first, second grade, it, you might want to be an astronaut, you might want to be a bubble. Um, <laughs> you know, the kids have strange ideas, but those were put there. So the families all walked by, gathered in a classroom before they went out, and they saw these significant visual adaptations and uh, pointings to this promise. And and it was brilliant. And, and that was Bob Jort's idea. And still, if there was uh, ever an idea that hit on all the cylinders and all those you didn't see, that may have been it. A simple visual representation, I belong, and my dreams are being acknowledged. Exactly. And the parent sees that. The teachers see that. And the kids also get the message, I can be whatever I want to be because of this opportunity. It's a wonderful idea. So um, from the perspective of someone who watched this unfold, had uh, a front row seat, were involved in it to some extent, and the school level, what would you say to someone in Battle Creek right now whose child is coming up through the system, they're going to go to Battle Creek Central High School, they're going to have this opportunity in front of them, what advice would you give them? Talk to your children. Make them aware of it. Listen to what they want to do. And also, you can say, I'm going here. But then the question is, how are you going to get there? Uh, what steps are you going to need? What ship are you going to need to get into? What waters are you going to sail? This isn't covered. How are we going to deal with this? But do it in a positive way. Don't, don't say, well, you can't do it because there's, you know, they don't cover this or it doesn't do this. See it as an opportunity. Share it as an opportunity. Talk to your children about it as an opportunity. And talk to your teachers and the administrators, too, because you know what? They don't have all the answers. I think the world of Kim Carter, uh, I've seen her caring, her intelligence, her steely-eyed look of a naval commander and knowing that everybody on that boat is going to the destination. I'm really impressed by the community by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, by the folks who've done the Legacy Scholars Program. Because when I first looked at the wording for this and it said four-year universities, I thought, uh-oh, uh, you know, because community colleges are important to kids. And we've had a lot of students who've used some of the promise to start at the community college level and then use the remainder um, at a four-year institution. I, I think it's incredibly insightful that they've added historically black colleges and universities to the possibility. Because you know what? Battle Creek needs a good contingent of kids who've graduated from uh, Howard, from Spelman, from Grambling. And I will tell you this, every business that's starting up is looking for a place where residents are skilled and educated, where residents are happy to be there to move their business because that's long-term stability across the board. And Mantle Creek is, you know, what don't they have? They have winter, they have summer, they have recreational opportunities, lakes, they have a, a great school district who's insightful and people who support it like the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. There's no reason for anyone not to want to be there. And long-term effects are called long-term effects because they take a while. <laughs> but it'll happen. Final question. 
Was there anything as you look back on, on the experience with the promise that you observed as part of the schools that surprised you? Yes. And it's probably inconsequential for uh, the goal and everything else. But the one thing I noticed is how many kids who were not going to big universities to play sports were recruited to continue sports hmm. at more mid-level and smaller colleges because their tuition was paid. So a lot of colleges came in and recruited kids who got to extend their sports career at the next level. And I've always believed, having two kids that uh, played sports and, and were successful, that that's important. That's an instant connection, an instant belonging, and it helps you at the next level. So that surprised me. I don't think I've ever seen the Upjohn Institute or all those folks that uh, put out the very valuable information and work on it uh, talk about that. But I've seen it in families that my kids went to school with. And for them, that was a wonderful thing. Well, we appreciate the opportunity to pick your brain a little bit, having had time to observe the onset of the Kalamazoo Promise and then some of the effects as it went along. Alex Lee, Kalamazoo Public Schools, retired. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome, Richard. And I would say to Battle Creek, way to go. The committee's ultimate goal is to schedule the referendum. I can't imagine what the set of facts is that would would stop this at this point. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they are successful. Instead of workers in China building the batteries, we've got Marshall, Michigan employees building them. We want to be good neighbors. Your go-to on the Marshall Megasite, Community Matters, from Lakeview Ford Lincoln, 8 a.m. Saturdays on WBCK. Catch up now at BattleCreekPodcast.com.